When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the 30 from the Talking Cop. I'm Gav and with me today is long, long time listener and friend Trev. Uh, Trev has decided to come on because he said, look, I want to talk about football. I really want to talk about random stuff. So um, I even went to shop this morning. And when I went to shop this morning, I seen something. I went, I want to talk about that. So um, remind me of the shopping a bit, Trev, will you? Will do, yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah. water at all. You're very welcome. How are you this morning? I'm very well, yeah. I'm freezing. I see you have a hat on. I should read really Yeah, I wear my hat every Monday morning. Uh, we are liverpool.ie. I wear this hat because it's the warmest hat in the world. And I've just been out dropping kids to school and dogs on walks and I'm bleeding freezing. And the, <laughs> the, the heating has gone mental in the house. It's it's on all the bleeding time. But yeah. it doesn't matter. You're cold, you're cold. Uh, let me see who's in. Nigel. Nigel is in. Uh, Nigel got a membership the other night. Um, a freebie months. Uh, yeah. So he's in. Happy days. Uh, Scouts are Pete is here. Brian Jardine is here. Rory's here. Brian O'Sullivan's here. Kev O'Sullivan's here. Uh, Kev's on twice this week at me at 10 o'clock. So um, any questions for Kev, make sure you get them in towards you on Friday, I think. And Gary Mack is here as well. So what have we got? Um, they're talking about the weather. It's nice. It's fucking freezing. Um, yeah. Anyway, football. We start with football. Um, but anybody that's in the chat, if you have any random stuff you want to talk about, which will end up being filled because that's the way it's go every <laughs> week or every day, throw it in there. I will keep an eye on it and I will ask them later. But Trev, I want to start off with, and I, I didn't get a chance to do a show yesterday because there was different things going on. But this this decision by a man, uh, Hooper, isn't that his name, in the yeah. Man City game is off the charts mad. Now, I've I've kind of read a few bits on it and people having a few things Neil Atkinson was saying does he see Grealish does he actually see Grealish in through the bodies of sports players and things oh there's no one there I'm pulling it back and then realises but look Trev we see we see fellas being offside and the game goes on for another 15 seconds before the flag goes up what is he fucking thinking here I don't think he is like even if as you say you see tackles going in every week and they're, they're continuing on for 10, 15 seconds. And someone, we always say, someone's going to break a leg or someone's going to get yeah. seriously hurt. Because it doesn't need to be that. How that was stopped is beyond me. And I know that's obvious, but it is a case of stupidity on his behalf. It really is. Like, what, what is he playing at? Like, we all know we, we have him now tomorrow night for the Sheffield United game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and he he'd be there as proud as punch, and, and he like, and he's the lad that was he was the, the ref at the Spurs game. Now, in fairness, yeah. he's the ref at the Spurs game. He gives the red card against Jones, um, and then the Lewis Diaz stuff is not his fault. But like in fairness, Trev, name any of them, and controversy mm-hmm. just follows them around all fucking day long. Yeah, and it was funny. Like you look at Pep shouting into the, the Ford official. Who was the Ford? Uh, and, who was the fourth official? Oh god, was, I don't know. I was, I was uh, the other fellow from Manchester. The ball, they're all bald anyway. But he was nearly crying into his face. It was bizarre. It was absolutely like I mean, you look at it. Yeah, I'm going to let it play on. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to just ruin the party. I'm going to stop it. Like, what? There's, there's no excuse for it. 
But are we looking at the city players going around the ref and what's the crack there? There's a whole other ball game. But that's but that's that's what I want to go on to as well because like uh, Kevin Sullivan says to be fair, uh, uh, Neil Atkinson could be onto something because there's no other explanation. He can't have seen him, you know. But the thing is, right? If he doesn't see him, fair enough. But he puts his hand out for for mm. for um, advantage. Let the ball go through and let a Spurs player actually touch the fucking thing before you go, no, there's no advantage there. Spurs got it back. There was no advantage. I'm pulling it back. But he doesn't. The ball mm. is literally in midair. Nobody near it. And he blows the whistle. Um, but as you say, if he does, if the ball does go over the, <laughs> over the City Taylor, players' heads, uh, Anthony, Taylor. Anthony Taylor's fault. But if the ball goes over the City players' heads and he doesn't see that player, he doesn't see, I'm oh, sorry, over the um, Spurs players' heads and he doesn't see Grealish, he then he sees a Spurs player playing it back to the keeper. Okay, no advantage, bring it back. So why is he blowing it up when he doesn't know the facts and he doesn't see it through? It's just it's just stupid. It's but then it does lead on to something else. And and listen, I've even I've seen like um let's be honest, I've seen fans of all clubs, Liverpool included, going, Ah, look, that's what happens. You know, it's happened to us all, and I'm kinda of going, No, 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 fucking no. Right? Mm. This is not the way to approach it. It's straight away the tribalism comes in and it's like, oh, well, it happened those three weeks ago. That's not the point. The point is it's happening, right? And everyone, if you're going to be honest, like I'm being very honest, right? That's an appalling decision. An appalling decision. I'm not saying Grealish scores, but Grealish is most definitely getting to that ball first. He's definitely through on goal, 40 yards from goal. I don't know if they catch him, but it's still an appalling decision. And you, you see people saying, Oh, well, look what happened to us, and look what happened to us, and Wolves, and blah, 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 blah. Fair enough, all them things did happen. But you can't put them as an argument for what this decision is. And this, believe it or not, and I keep saying it, Trev, and I'd say I have people's heads wrecked, right? But this is what lets them away with it, in essence. Because while you're fighting amongst each other as to what's going on, Darren England is showing up at a fucking Crystal Palace game tomorrow. You know what I mean? He's he's back from the from the brink there in England. Hooper is is refereeing air game, you know, uh, uh, um tomorrow. And it's like, you are all fucking there. You are all, you know, round over this. And these boys just continue on their merry way. Yeah, you look at if, when Grealish was going through. If that was played through, you're saying he's about forty yards from goal. Who's to say that they were going to chop him down? It's a red card and it's a sending off, or he gets into the box, last ditch tackle. It's a Peno and it's a red. Like there's so many, it's so wrong in so many ways. But bringing it back to the, I don't know where you want to move there with, with the referee. I looked at it a few times today. Haaland chests into the referee. He hits off the che- off the ref. He put he bumps into the referee, and it's not a it's not a. I don't care what happened. Like the reason why he got so close is because he was losing his shit. Yeah. So he he effectively touched the uh, uh, the official, and there's yeah. not a word about it, not yeah. a word. What's yeah. going on there? Yeah, it's um, Kev Kev O'Sullivan says. I wonder if he was told potential red card. Kev, they aren't making that decision that quickly. Like no. literally, Haaland gets the ball, gets taken out, gets up, turns and kicks it in the space of three seconds. There's no way, there's no way that they're doing, and not even that when it stopped. The referee doesn't try back off and say, oh, I have some in here, here, possible mm-hmm. red card. Do you, do you get me? And even yeah. if it's a possible red card, the game has gone on. He's, played in, he's playing an advantage. So if he's playing an advantage and there's a possible red card here, that's fine. We'll go back to that in a minute. 
Mm. Right? But the player's fine. We go back to it in a minute. I'm playing advantage. And then he blows it. But moving on to the the whole Haaland thing, people in his face, blah, blah, blah. Now, City have been charged with failure to keep their players under, in order, whatever else, right? Which, right, that's a charge. But I mentioned this last week on a show, and we're doing that many shows, Trev. I fucking can't remember which one it was, right? Because we're doing about 40 shows a week now at this stage. But I, I said this last week. As, as bad as the decision is, <coughs> the consistency, both in-game and then after-game with regards to any sanctions or whatever, or, you know, penalising players or clubs or whatever, after, managers especially, afterwards, it's gone. It's fucking mm-hmm. gone. They, and they've literally charged Jurgen Klopp with something and he's, got, uh, he's had a touchline ban, right? They've charged Virgil van Dijk with an extra game and a 100 grand fine. You've had Paul. You've had Heckingbottom from Sheffield United lose lose his reason after the Spurs game. <coughs> you've had Arteta do the same. All right. Now, now you have and nothing. Right. You have Lewis Dunk that's being sent off, yeah. and has apparently called the referee something, and still nothing on Lewis Dunk. As far as I know, he served a ban at Chelsea at the weekend and should be back for Brighton. Okay. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, is it just, and, and I'm convinced of a Trevor, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I'm convinced they pick a fucking thing out of a, a hat every week and go, this is the special for this week. It's yeah. like when you go down to a restaurant and the special will make his fucking chicken, and the special the week after is a steak sandwich, right? And when you go in when it's a steak sandwich special and ask for the chicken, they go, no, we're just doing fucking steak sandwiches, piss off. So it's- this is where they are with regards to after the game and dealing with people that have spoken out of turn, have said something, but like Harlan's on fucking on on Twitter mm-hmm. posting about yeah. these things, and it, it, I just think it's mad. I just think it's fucking insane. It it's hard to disagree because like facts are facts. You can't like we're not we're talking about we're not talking about hearsay. We're talking about stuff that's happened and it's black and white. You, you either you like and we're always saying it, and it's not a Liverpool thing. If Liverpool are done for it. And rightly so, if that's the way it's going to be. But it has to be consistency. But there's absolutely none of it. And it's literally just pick a ball out of the hat and see what happens. And it, it, it can't go on because it's driving everyone. Well, it will. Least. Yeah. Well, it will go on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the no, problem. There's no evidence that it can't go on. Mm. It can, you, you're right. It, it can't and shouldn't go on. But it will because it is. It's happening right in front of our faces. And people, people will will say like, "Oh, well, you're, you're bringing up Klopp and you're bringing up Van Dijk." I'm not saying for a second Klopp and Van Dijk were right in what he done. No, they deserved what he got. Mm. But they deserved what he got because this was the thing that the FA or the Premier League have brought in. This, these are, the, these are yeah. the bits that they brought in. So if he does something, i.e., Klopp or, or Van Dijk, fine. You know, take your fucking medicine. And Van Dijk in particular, you need to learn you're a club captain now. You aren't just the centre half, you're a club captain now. Yeah. But Lewis Dunn can't be going around doing this. Erling Haaland can't be going around doing this. I'm actually probably Dunk the same as what Van Dijk done. Haaland for me a bit bit worse because he gets physical with with the with the yeah. with the with the official right. And then Klopp done wrong, got his ban right. But Heckingbottom's losing losing the plot. Arteta is losing the plot. 
Gary O'Neill has been excellent for for Wolves. They've yeah, been fucking up, but he's been excellent. You know, it's 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 just like ah, that was a, that was a procedure we had in place six weeks ago. We're on. We've moved on to something else now, and I actually think it is that Trev because they're putting out that many fucking fires week on week on different things. It's not the same thing. It's different things all the time. They can't remember what they were meant to be doing. They yeah. can't remember what they're meant to be doing. It's it, it's it's mad. Um, Rory says in all the Ferrari, no one has given any credit to Emerson Royale for an absolutely brilliant yellow card tackle on Haaland. I'd say it half jokingly, but half serious. That attack had to be stopped. Well, yeah, look, he he, he stops Erling Haaland in the attack temporarily, but Erling Haaland still gets up and plays a brilliant ball through to Jack Grealish, yeah. who and people are saying is he offside? I don't think he is. I don't think he's anywhere close to offside. No way. No. You know. Um, and Spurs get lucky in the fact that the referee goes, you know, advantage and then pulls it back. Do you know what I mean? And I, I've no, I've no problem with City being felt hard done by there, but you can be hard done by, and then you can carry on like Erling Haaland has carried on, both on the pitch, leaving the pitch, and then on social media afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like hundred percent. Like if you if if you go back to Ryan Babel, Ryan Babel posted a picture of Howard Webb years ago with a Man United jersey, I got banned for it. Fine for it, wherever it was. You can't do this on social media anymore. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and and it's getting harder and harder because obviously people at Sky and other and other places are being told to leave off the referees now. You know they're doing their best to protect them. Um, people are talking about Father Ted and, and the show last night. I'll get on to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> just quickly on um, United. Um, yeah. Th- this is coming out now. It's like ground. And Gary Neville tweeted yesterday, going, "Here we go, Groundhog Day," where. Sky are reporting that you know, um, Sky are reporting that you know, he's lost the dressing room. Um, he's you know, he's on the verge of being sacked. Players don't want to, don't like the way they're being set up. Blah, 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 blah. Trev, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like Eric Ten Hag, I don't think there's any style to what you know they're trying to do. But at any stage, is anybody going to pull this squad of players and go, hold on a minute, he's are all here now through fucking two, three, four managers. And they're all standing there going, we don't like the way we're being set up. You know, they don't want to try. They don't want to run. They don't want to They don't want to compete. They just want to play. Ah, this is the way we play and, and we're great. No, you're not. Um, and as much as I think Ten Hag is a bit of a spoofer, come on, Trev. The, the, there's mm. players there long enough now where how many ways do you want to be fucking set up before you're happy with it? But who's going to who's gonna do that? Like you said there, just, uh, who's going to pull them together and say, like, I mean, first and foremost, they're adults. Secondly, they're prof- meant to be professional. And they're they're being neither at the minute. So, like Mourinho couldn't do all these managers couldn't do it, and here we go again. And as obviously Liverpool fans, yeah, it's it, you know <laughs> we're not gonna not like it. But at the end of the day, can you imagine that happening in any other top club? Would you would it happen? No, it wouldn't. So I don't know what the answer is. Um, I don't know what the question's being asked either. Like Sky Sports are reporting it, then you see Sky Sports are reporting that Sheffield United managers got Hickenbottom is going to be sacked. Like. He has been sacked though. Yeah. Yeah. And well, have yeah, but they were, in, have they brought in Wilder? Well, that was the talk. I actually haven't seen who was confirmed. Obviously, um, that was the talk. So they're going back to what they know. But I sure the talk is there that, that something similar happened with him with Sheffield United before he left and, and now he's back. So you just don't know what's gonna happen. Do you do you think just quickly on, on Heck and Bottom? You know, they're not good, Sheffield United. They're not good, but in fairness, they brought he brought them up from the championship, right? And then they just literally spent no money. They literally went, there, you have your squad. We bring in one or two. Um, they've lost a couple. And he's expected to keep them in the Premier League. 
But even the like the, the players they lost got like obviously got them into the Premiership. They lost their best players. That always happens with you know they they, they get taken apart. A lot of the new teams do. But even if he kept them, you, like it's been proven year on year, the gap is getting bigger and bigger. You have to back them. So what do they expect? And what do they expect Wilder to do when he comes in? If he does come in, or if he is in, very hard to see. They just they're not up to the. They don't have to stand. I feel, I feel for him a, a, a bit. Like you know, at the end of the day, what's he meant to do? Um, well, I, I honestly thought, I honestly thought that, you know, when I seen Sheffield United on the first day of the season. The squad he had, and then especially when the window ended, right? Mm-hmm. I went, they know they're going down. They know they're going down. They're going to take it on the fucking chin. They're going to take the hundred million for coming up. They'll take their sixty million in parachute payments going down, and they'll try build to come back up and be stronger, where they can use part of that hundred and sixty million to invest maybe half, of it and try stay up and then build from there. And if they don't, they still get another parachute payment. You know what I mean? The, yeah. A lot of clubs do look to go up to go down to come back up again because you're actually stronger when you go up the second time but sometimes the trick is they can't get back up the second time yeah. and then it's you know it's 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 not great but I just don't know where like while that comes in I don't think he'll be on the sideline tomorrow night I think you'll probably see someone standing in until he takes his charge of his first game at the weekend or wherever it is but what are they going to do they're not going to spend any money in January they're going to be that far off staying up that they're going to go what's the point so mm. what was the point in sacking him? It's a it's a bit of a mad one. But back to United. Um, I just look. There's been so much, and I, I don't really want to get into Gary Neville because I hate him, right? Yeah. But um, no, that I let me let me qualify that. I don't hate him when he talks about football and talks about tactics and things. I think he's excellent. When but he, he starts, hasn't talked about that in a while. Though, when he, yeah, but when problem. he starts becoming the Lord Mayor of fucking London mm. and he starts being the pretend to be the Prime Minister. And when he's the head of Manchester United and he's trying to set up Manchester United land with bouncy castles around Old Trafford, like you know, he completely loses me. But like we've we've heard so much over uh, in the last while about um this fella coming in, whatever his name is, Jim, right? Um, coming in and paying for twenty percent of the club and taking over all football operations and people there and, and Neville's flip flopping all over the fucking place. But He's, he, he again seems to me like he's a bit resistant to going near the manager here, right? Mm. And why isn't he absolutely hammering them players? And you see, because is it because if he hammers them players, he hammers them players that Ten Hag has sanctioned and brought in? It just seems to be bits from all over the place that you can just, it's a very easy place to just tear the argument apart, whatever angle someone comes from. It's all over the fucking place. There's not one of them players that that can hold their head up high and say I'm doing my job. I really don't think so. Um, why is he not going for them? I don't know. Back in the day when he recently retired, you can kind of say obviously he he played ball with a few of them. That's long since gone. Long since gone. So I don't know what what he. Well, look, I don't think he knows what he's thinking himself. That's and as you say, he flip flops so much. But the only thing he doesn't go near is that that section, and it, it, it's it's a strange one. Yeah, Ratcliffe is your man, isn't he? The yeah, talk of Jim t- Ratcliffe taking twenty five percent of it, and it's not going to happen next week. For sure, we're hearing that since the summertime. And before yeah, but, but but the thing is, like, he, the, the, never mind the twenty or twenty five percent. He wants to take over all football operations. Mm. Now, this is where Gary Neville falls down because Gary Neville was telling you six months ago the football operations at the club are a shambles. The people that are making football decisions aren't fucking good enough. Boom, 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 boom. And people are going, well, I'll tell you what, Gary, you and Rio go in there and fucking sort it out, which mm-hmm. you seem to know we're all right. And then 
Jim Ratcliffe, you see, the, the problem is, right, they they go too early and then they can't, don't know how to backtrack, right? Because Jim Ratcliffe was the Messiah, right? Mm. Going back a year ago, you know? And then the Qataris come in and all of a sudden, like, we want the Qatari stuff because they have more money than fucking them over there. And if they're going to cheat, let's, why don't we fucking cheat? And then Jim Ratcliffe come back in the picture and people are like, no, we don't want Jim Ratcliffe because Jim Ratcliffe is basically the Glazers 2.0. He's going to go in yeah. there and he's going to strip everything down and he's going to want to return on his money, right? And even if they don't do anything, he'll get return on his money without a shadow of a yeah, doubt, right? True. Because if you, if, if Jim Ratcliffe turned around three years time and says, I want to sell my shares of Manchester United, someone's given them more than he paid for it. Simple yep. as that, right? Because mm. of what Manchester United are. So then you had Gary Neville going, oh, there's people, you know, they lose, they, they get handballed around the place by Man City. And it's like, well, you know, there's people there in the football side of things, they're probably worried about their job because Jim Ratcliffe said he wants, and I'm like, hold on, these are the same people you had a problem with fucking six months ago that you wanted out that it wasn't being run properly. And now you look at, like, Scouts are Peter's right. McTominay and Maguire are the only two dying for the cause. Ironically, the two that Ten Hag wanted out, which he did. Absolutely, he yeah. They and, were. They were gone anyway. And McTominay's come in and mm. he's fucking scored a couple of goals. He's been excellent. Maguire is brutal, but at least he's up there trying. Okay. He's actually trying. And I don't know if he's trying. Is, a good, is good enough, but at least he's trying. You know, Varane's being out. Lindelof, poor. Lissandra Martinez, I think, might be injured. The keeper's shy the, you know um, Casemiro disappeared Anthony mm. give over Rashford doesn't want to chase the ball Hyland looks lost because he's a young fl- Um, y- you know Mason Mount what you know yeah. Ganacho scores two goals in Rio Ferdinand's tenure he's the, he's the best player on the planet it's fucking mad stuff right and it's just if if I'm if I'm Manchester United I walk in there tomorrow and go, I don't care what you are, what player you fucking are, what player you think you are. This manager, if we're backing him, if they're backing the manager, they say, you do what this manager says or you can fuck off. That's the way they have to go. Because it doesn't matter if they brought in Jurgen Klopp in there tomorrow or they brought in um, Ancelotti tomorrow or they brought in Pep. If you have players in there that have clearly have an attitude, you're going to get nowhere. They're not buying into nothing. They are not buying into nothing. Um, Garmack says they're handing out £590,000 a week to Varane and Sancho you know says it all. Like, I, like, Sancho's come up recently in the last couple of days and, and, and they're talking about some of the players and that's one of the reasons seemingly why he's lost some of the dressing room or 50% of it is that um, they're not liking the way he's been treated and from the outside looking in for a young, a young flick because that's what he is um, look when, when United signed him and Liverpool are meant to be after him. When I heard they signed him, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because he was, like, let's be honest, he was the bee's knees. Flying at Dortmund, yeah. And should be still. So he's not, and now he's training with the young fellas, and he's not even allowed to sit with the, the four-scene squad. Like, mm. that's not good. That, like, and seemingly that's where, not that's one of the reasons why they're not uh, happy with him. And, 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 and all of this played out in, in, in public because Eric Ten Hag couldn't manage the situation and just be just literally swipe aside one question mm. and he would have been fine the question being i think it was when they played away at arsenal and sancho wasn't there and <clears throat> i said it at the time if he's having a fall now with sancho he goes to sancho and said listen we're having a fall now that's a private thing if i get mm. asked you have a niggle and that's it that's the official line for the moment that we sort this out whether for good or bad 
Sancho agrees to it. He goes into that press conference after Arsenal. He says, where's Sancho? He has a bit of an issue while looking into it. We don't have a time frame on it yet. It could be short period. We don't know. That's it. That's the situation done. Right? But he doesn't. He starts going on about his training and the this and that. And the other. And of course, Sancho, right, being, what the fuck, stands up, being a young fella, stands up and went, hold on, that's not true. And now it's all kicked off. And now every move Sancho makes, every time he's having a sandwich, you know, in the bleeding ball boy's corner, you know, or his lunch, is it's being reported on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's just a mess. But I don't know whether, listen, Ten Hag is a spoofer. That's my opinion. Right? And he'll, go, he'll need to do an awful lot to convince me he's not. But if Ten Hag is sacked from there tomorrow morning, who comes in there? And gets a tune out with them because this is not an ability thing. Some of them have incredible ability. It's an attitude. And it's not an attitude where you go, ah, it's just because it's Ten Hag. No, it's an attitude that's been there under Mourinho with some players. I think there might be one or two still left. There's definitely Solskjaer, and now it's Ten Hag. There isn't a, like you said it already with Klopp, if, if Klopp had in the morning, there isn't a manager on the planet that could sort that out. I don't think so. Like no. the players' not, attitudes. Not current boys, no. No, that's what I mean. The players' attitude. No, the players' attitudes stink. Uh, it's it's quite clear, and it's just festering through the whole club. Mm. And um, I don't know what the answer is, um, but let them sort it out and not worry about us for us anyway. Yeah, well, that's it. Now you, you'll be interested now to see what happens if Radcliffe does indeed come in and does indeed take control of all football operations. Because what's going to happen then is, if it goes wrong. And if he sacks a manager or appoints a manager that's not good enough or the players stay or they don't do this, Jim Ratcliffe's getting in the neck. Yeah. And I think the players are quite happy for someone to come in and go, here, for 20%, you can have it all in the neck. Yeah, We're go for it. Yeah, knock yourself you know, out. Yeah. We're turning mm. this over anyway. It doesn't mm. bother us. Do you know what I mean? Um, let me see. Uh, Rory says, don't forget to get into the shopping before you leave. Oh, yeah, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Right. <laughs> so that's enough football. Um, yeah. Scouser Pete asks, did you sort couples counselling out for Phil and Pete yet? That was amazing. Well, we done a yeah. show last night. I don't know. I presume everyone in the chat seen it. Hmm. It was fucking madness. It was madness. Um, like I love Pete. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know where he was coming from with this. And he, he went from one fucking pillar to the next. Um, and listen, that's what it's all about. If you agree, you don't agree. We if you don't agree, say it. But we weren't. We weren't. You know, absolutely going mad at each other. But it was a good debate. But then it turned into farce where we're talking about Trent and. Predator boots, which, which is mad. <laughs> Brian Jardine said, I'm still binge watching Father Ted at the yesterday. Forget how funny it was. Kicking British and Brennan up the arse. It's just comedy gold. It's amazing. Just go and watch it. It's amazing. But the racist one is just oh, phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. Uh, and Pete asks, Has anyone had the Kyo's roast turkey and secret stuffing crisps yet? Fucking hell. Chris. Roast turkey and secret stuffing crisps. Mm. Can we not just have cheese and onion and salt and vinegar? No, I do love I do love turkey and ham and, and all and all the, the trimmings, but in a crisp version, no, 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 that's not. that's you don't you don't like they've perfect, perfected the crisp cheese and onion, salt and vinegar, whatever you're in, but leave it at that. Yeah, it's like leave fucking, it at that. Like they be bringing out cabbage water flavor next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Scouser Scouser P says, "Where did you get the mint Terry's chocolate?" Um, so Terry's chocolate. Terry's do a Terry's chocolate orange. We all know this little fucking ball and there's all little bits of it. And you take them out. Segments. So they do one now, which is a Terry's chocolate mint. It's not mint chocolate orange. It's not fucking... And it's just mint. Oh, nice. Same idea as a Terry's chocolate orange, but it's mint. Um, Dunstars. Just in Dunst. Just the shop. That's where you get in a big shop. 
Go for Terry's mm. chocolate orange and the mint ones would be beside it. Um, and if you're in Ireland, I can highly, highly recommend the Eddie Rocket secret sauce as well, which is in the Have sauce. it in the fridge. Yeah, yeah have it in the fridge. Yeah, uh, Pringles at a go, says Brian O'Sullivan. What's your favourite Pringles flavour, though? Um, I think prawn cocktail might be mine. Yeah, sour cream. I can't really, like, I'm not big into, yeah, uh, look, prawn cocktail's nice, yeah. I was up, we were up in um, Emerald My Park. son only eats the red one. The salt, oh, the standard red. Oh, yeah. It's all he eats. My, well, we were up in uh, Emerald Park last week with the kids for Santa and uh, went in and you could get all the flavours, the smoky bacon, the prawn cocktail. You don't, I don't, you don't see them all, that often in, in shops. Just grab the loads of them. They're in the press. Deadly. I tell you what's disgusting in them. They, they, they go too far then. They try and make these hot flavours, blah, 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 blah. And there's one where it's um, chorizo and something else. Now, I love chorizo. So do I. It's fucking appalling stuff. Like, it's mm. awful. It's like it's like wet dog in a can. It's <laughs> horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, we have a few minutes left. Me and Trev ran way over on the football there. But um, we have a few things. Um, Brian O'Sullivan says, Prawn cocktail, sour cream and onion and salt and vinegar are his three, top three in the charts for Pringles. Um, I like prawn cocktail, have to say. Mm. I like the paprika ones as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't mind the red ones, just the salted red ones. They're just, mm. someone said it there, they're addictive. Nigel, they are addictive. Oh, completely, yeah. Like, like when it, wherever the tagline has walked, once you pop, you can't yeah. stop, genuinely. Yeah. You open a box of Pringles and it's like, I go on, have a few more. Sure there's millions in there. And yeah, then yeah. before you know it, there's a few crumbs rattling around the bottom of it. Facet Hotice says, can't do smoky bacon crisps, can't be dealing with bacon bulbs. Yeah, but the only thing, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that because the, the crisp um, waffles, you know the crisp waffles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're very strong and they're very repetitive. On, they can be very um, repetitive on you. Um, oh, yeah, so I was in the shop, right? And right. I've come to the conclusion that, you know when you walk into a shop and you get, and there's a magazine stand? Yeah. Right, so you have like um, the RT guide, you have now woman's own, fucking whatever all these bleeding things are, right? There's loads of them. And um, they're getting glossier and glossier as the years go on, right? Um, and then there's always the mad American one over in the corner that's made like on newspaper, and it's like the most scandalous stories of of America. Um, I can't remember what it's called, the American one. Someone will probably tell me. But I've walked out that all the people that walk on these magazines, right, I reckon have about eight photos on the computer, right? Eight photos in, in total. And they just go, what's yeah. on this week? Grab us a picture of fucking um, the royals there. Kay and your woman. What's her name? That's with uh, Harry. Um, I can't remember her name. Megan. Oh, yeah. Megan, yeah. Grab me a picture of Megan and your woman. And just lash them on mm. the front there. And we'll throw up something about them. Because I literally walked in the shop today, right? And there's four magazines. Four separate different magazines. The National Enquirer says, Scouts of Yes, that's the one. The <laughs> National Enquirer is amazing. <clears throat> um, and Brian asks, Have you sourced dishwasher salt? I have. Um, I have. Um, no fucking dishwasher salt in Duns. I don't know what's going on. Unless you want to pay about 18 quid for a half kilo or a bleeding, you know, 100 grams of the finished stuff, which is just the same as any other salt. It's just fucking salt, right? <laughs> um, but I have. I found it. Um, I, where did I, I found it in a centre. Um, so there you go. I found it in the centre. But yeah, so the magazines. Go on, yeah. They, genuinely, four separate magazines, four different names, blah, blah, blah. And they all just have a picture of your woman, Megan, and your woman. What's the other one's name? When did you say her name? Kate. 
And yes. Megan. Yes. No. Yeah, so yeah. them two on the front. I there. shouldn't have known that that right. quick, but no, I you did. Would. They're the royal family. You, you kind of yeah. would. But there's just them four, four separate magazines, the pictures of them two on each of them with four different headlines. Like, are people who's that buying them? stupid? Yeah, well, who's buying them as well? Like, you know what I mean? Clearly they're making money off them. Yeah, but they, they are, but... Like, does nobody go in to the shop and say, buy one of these? And then next he comes down and goes, that's a new edition, but it's just the same two people. In the I recognise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You know what I mean? And mm. then did you not read how vague the first, uh, you know, thing is? And then they buy the second one just because they're weird. They buy the second yeah. one and then go, very fucking same, very similar to what I read last week. Surely yeah. they're not going down the toilet and going, oh, there's another story about Kate and Megan. Like, honestly... These people have fucking A pictures in their computer. I'm telling they're you. good pictures. They're good high-res pictures. And they're they're good high-res pictures, but it's just... And they're going to get just, the money out of them. It's just mad. Uh, let me see. Let me see what else have I got here. Uh, Faster Tor- Torty says, Pringles aren't proper crisps. No, they're right. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah. No, no, he's right, but he's starting. He's, he's opening something else there now. Yeah. Um, they used to do a black tin, which was hot and spicy. Don't know why they discontinued them. There was ones with chorizo in them and they were terrible. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, let me see. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the National Enquirer. Do you, you know the National Enquirer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking amazing. Right? Brian O'Sullivan says they're clickbait magazines. Yeah, but Gary Max says the headlines of some of those uh, magazines are mental. Like, I had the kids with me ma's murder. I know. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just fucking deadly, isn't it? Uh, the National Enquirer is, is, is sensational. Um, if you want to have a good laugh um, if there's anything else you have shout it at me you have one minute you have one minute to shout anything else at me before we go Trev is there anything mm. else you want to talk about before we go football wise non-football wise yeah I, I was thinking about it and I won't get it done in a minute but maybe I'll mention it and you can talk about it another day what was your most memorable Christmas present that you got from Santi oh like it doesn't have to be like there's so many different things there's um, so many so it's something that you could bring up i thought that because i've had some whoppers not in the not in the way that i was hoping i found out about santa i'll tell you about how i found out about santa well don't because there could be kids watching no i know he's he's no okay okay grand well, kids look, watching we'll, this we'll do that again but think about it where your best christmas present from santa um oh, i'm gonna be honest with you like right so there was only me and my brother in the house, right? Right. And in fairness, my ma, you know, Santi was done really well every Christmas. When And that was like, you know, like, it, when you think computers-wise, like, you know, Mega Drive into PlayStation 1, 2. SNES, you know, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember my brother buying the, the Super Nintendo for his communion money, and we had both at the same time, which was like, you know, wow, like, we have these two at the same time. Um. Rory Fitzgerald said a Commodore 64 with the games and oh. keyboard joystick around 89.90. Well, I'm going to tell you, the most memorable one that always sticks in my mind, and it's not it's not the best one by any means. No. Not the best one by any means. But it's the We're one not looking for the best one. I can actually, it's actually in, in, it's imprinted on my brain where I can see it, mm. right? Was It was an A-team tent. Wow. Right? I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that answer. Right. A-team so, tent. A-team tent. And the thing was... When we came down, the, when you came down the stairs in my mass, you came down the stairs and you literally in front of you was the sitting room door, where all the Santi presents would be, 
And then the hall ran down beside you. Yeah. And it was under the stairs, as we call it. But it was it was open. You know the yeah. sort of way. It wasn't closed in. <clears throat> and we walked in. We walked in and all the Santa Pers were there and everything. And then when we came out, this thing was sitting in the hall done up. It was a it was a tent. Mm. Like it was a tent. <laughs> but it was the eight him. And the eight him were just monsters at the time like the heavy heavy Saturday so we just spent as kids I was probably six your brother was about four you're waiting for me to say 16 there weren't you Uh, (laughs) but uh, but we just like for all the stuff we got we literally everything we got we brought and put into the tent do you get me and my man always says like jeez you must have spent about three weeks in that fucking tent you were never over you know you come down the stairs into the tent you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, the eighteen, and it's not the biggest and the best one. It's literally plastic poles and a plastic thing over. It. But the eighteen mm-hmm. tent is always the one that sticks with me. That's what I'm talking. Like I, I'm not expecting someone to turn around and say, "Oh, I got a deadly bike." Or I want the, I want the shitty ones, the ones that like that. You know, you get, you get so much mileage out of it. Yeah, and next to nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's just something I thought of. Yeah, Castle, Castle Grey School Xmas '86 is Garamac. Uh, we're all going back to the '80s, is Brian. Um, you mm. still have Desert Strike on the Mega Drives as fast. I thought it was Spe- Scouts Piece at the Spectrum 48k. I thought it was state of the art then. Do you know what I do? You know what? I, uh, one, uh, this is mad, right? Um, not je- not jealous, but uh, of someone, but always kind of wow, right? <laughs> this lad got his three wheeler, right? It was a three wheeler, wow. okay? Right? It was like plastic three wheeler. We were only about fucking seven or eight at the time. But this thing was an. Remember Alf that was on. The yes. Alf, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an Alf three wheeler, right? Two big wheels at the back, plastic. One wheel at the front. You sit right down low to the ground on it. Yeah, like a chopper. Yeah, like a chopper. High yeah. up above you. But but this thing used to go down the road, and then at the bottom of our road, like it was on a hill, and then it turned. <laughs> but the the piece of pat where it turned the corner was a lot smoother. Than the rest of the paths because obviously had to be in something was dumber and re, redone. And when it came around, when it when it turned the corner, this thing used to slide along the bleeding. Oh, path. Yeah. And it was yeah. like every time I looked at it, I went, I would have loved a bleeding alf tree wheeler, because that yeah. looks lethal. And oh, I don't yeah. know, like that's just that's just me. Um right. what was yours? No, I, I I well I have a few, but the one that I kinda I was baffled by was I remember I was into the Transformers and yeah. into Optimus Optimus Prime. Yeah, my Optimus son's Prime. into it now. Oh yeah, well the original obviously, and I the only thing I wanted was Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa's gonna bring it. Santa's gonna bring it. And he brought the opposite fella, Megatron. Was it the plane? <laughs> the, the, okay. And I'm like, well, when I'm opening it, I'm like, well, it's not red and it's not a truck, but I'll go with it. No, he, he got me. He got me the other one. Yeah, so it was a bit. Uh, look, you make things work, and like there's yeah. a few other ones, but I won't get into them now. We're, we're well over time. Yeah, um, but look, uh, we might continue this on tomorrow. Best Christmas presents, and um, we we'll yeah, do yeah. Uh, Garamax says Streets of Rage, what a game! Mega Drive with Sonic and Streets of Rage says Brian Jardine. Uh, Chaddy had the forty eight K with tape deck. Uh, that's in response to Scouts RP. Um, you have a really old demographic on today, Gav. Yeah, we're all getting older. We're all getting well, older. Yeah, we're at that age. Um, like when someone turns around and says, "My favorite present was uh, me, me PlayStation Four, then we know we're in trouble. Yeah, um, then we know the kids, you know. Let me see. Starscream was the best Transformer, says Garmack. Um, 
let me see. I'm not asking that question from Scouser P, and I'm not giving that response from Brian O'Sullivan because um, we're not talking about them things at this hour of the morning. It's not the Com- sorry, the Commodore 64 and the Spectrum, I never had, well, I got them when I was older. I never had them. A mate of mine had them up the road. And remember, it used to be obviously the tapes. Yeah. And you, you plugged them in and down, and all these colors come on the screen. We used to go out and play a game of football. We could be out there for an hour, come back. No, it's still loading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you go out. I and remember, I remember more. would fail. The Commodore 64. And then it just, like you're saying, then it just go failed. And you just have yeah. to stop the tape. And start again. Rewind yeah. the tape. Yeah. Mad. Brian had one of those 18 tents. They were brilliant. The 18 <clears> tents were a whopper. Uh, it was literally a tent, but it looked like the 18 van. That's space. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's yeah, savage. That Absolutely deadly. savage. Anyway, we better go because we've done. Yeah. What have we done? Thirty nine minutes. You fucking. You are getting spoiled rotten. Uh, tonight, I'm gonna make a guess at this. I think it's me and Keith on tonight where we do the tribute show for members and um, Keith's hosting, and I'm picking the three players that I want to pay tribute to. So that's at ten o'clock tonight. Um, tomorrow morning we'll be back here at ten a.m. Me and my own. I think tomorrow, um, which is Wednesday. And tomorrow evening, uh, the lads are doing the post-match show uh, after Sheffield United, which is on the normal feed and stuff on like that. Uh, thanks a to everyone in the chat. Thanks a million to Trevor for joining me. He's bringing, he brought some good stuff as well. And the Christmas presents thing will keep going. Scouts a piece of spot on, Trev. Uh, Boris says, I got a hand-me-down Vic 20 with 4K expansion. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a bleeding no. ratchet set to me, but listen, it could yeah. be anything. Uh, could be anything. Uh, best present was a trip to Harry Potter Studios in London. Unreal, so it was. There you go, Brian. Again, look, Brian's in his mid twenties. He's down <laughs> in his farm there. Harry Potter Studios. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I got a tent, and you're going off to London to Harry Potter mm. Studios. Yeah, listen, that's the youth of today. Anyway, we're out of here. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Podcast Network.